USA. I'm glad you're with me on this beautiful Monday evening. Now, I show I know my show is a little bit erratic. I don't have a set schedule. I used to do one. I used to do a show every morning on my way to work, and things are a little crazy right now. So I'm doing my show whenever I feel like it. So I wanted to talk about what has transpired in the last was it five days since Donald Trump announced that he had tested positive for COVID-19? We saw an explosion of rhetoric from every angle, from people wishing he dies to people that just don't care if he lives, to people praising him, applauding him, cheering him on, the whole nine yards. What? I really want to talk about this evening is the perception. I want to talk about how I see things and maybe you can relate to what I'm about to tell you or what I'm about to to say. I'm just going to do what I always do and speak the truth. And the truth might not be 
might always might not always be correct but it's coming from my heart and it's my opinion and i always try to make sure people understand that i'm not like sean hannity mark levin and all those other ones i'm not going to give you my opinion and expect you to think it's the truth i don't know if what i'm about to say is the truth nevertheless it is my opinion so form your own opinion don't use my opinion but if you can relate to my opinion all the better i don't believe that donald trump caught covid there's a part of me that really just does not believe it there's another part of me that does believe it. There's a 50-50 there. The part of me that doubts he ever had COVID to begin with is based primarily on the propaganda that started coming out from the White House, from Ivanka Trump, from all the cohorts and, and freakoids in the right-wing media. Out. I'm going back to some of the photographs that were released by Ivanka, which is short for Ivan. <laughs> the photographs that she released was Donald Trump without his deck stain on, or should I say spray on tan. And a lot of people that support Donald Trump were immediately concerned by the color of his skin. Now, this is funny to me because... Number one, nobody's really seen him without his orange makeup on. Nobody has actually seen him without his deck stain on his face. So to produce a few photographs in a video of him all pale and discolored and not wearing his favorite orange glow whatever was propaganda because we know that he likes to wear makeup. Okay, now he's in the hospital. I understand. So he's not wearing the makeup. But for people to look at the photographs and all of a sudden, oh my God, he's so pale. Oh, look at his color. His color's deteriorating. It's so bad. Oh my God, it's so bad. Oh, look at the color. Oh. These people are so unintelligent that they're not able to correlate the fact that he just does not have on his orange makeup. That compiled with Donald Trump's history, Donald Trump's legacy of lies, makes me believe this is all political stunt. Makes me believe that all the people that are following suit probably don't have it either. Now, why? <clears throat> Why, and I guess this is a question you all can ask yourself, why would anybody, especially the President of the United States, during an election, fake catching COVID? Well, to answer that question, all I really need to do, honestly, is look at what he would gain from faking this. <laughs> and there was a video of him at Walter Reed where he comes across and he says, I went to the COVID school, you know, uh, school for morons, apparently, whatever you get educated from as a patient at a, at a hospital. I like to ask questions whenever I go to a hospital and I like speaking to the physicians and the nurses because 
it becomes a little more personable and they're more readily willing to give you data and information that you're that you're wanting and if you ask questions they're more than willing to talk to you because honestly nobody really talks to these people they come in they do your work a little bit of small chat and they're gone when someone expresses an interest in having a conversation with one of them it it always becomes more valuable than you realize because they're interacting with you and they're having a conversation with you and they're more willing to divulge information. So I can understand the philosophy that, you know, uh, I went to the COVID school. I was, I was doing really horrible and I went, Oh my God, I'm doing a good impersonation. And I went to the COVID school and they taught me all kinds of great things, really big stuff, big stuff. And, you know, what would he gain from faking this? Okay. Well, plain and simple, this gives him leverage. This gives him leverage. This gives him the ability to argue against science. This gives him the ability to argue against past administrative doctors or, um, you, you know, anybody that was helping throughout the, the, the pandemic and the onset, uh, like Dr. Fossey, for an example. This gives him leverage to argue with them. It gives him leverage to argue with the experts because he has been through it. You understand what I'm trying to say? He has experienced COVID. Well, not really, because if he experienced COVID, he would have been out of work for four to six weeks, um, would be starting a GoFundMe right now to try to get money back that he lost from being sick while trying to work with unemployment and eventually be evicted from his house in what looks like another two weeks for my family. If he was really experienced the full COVID experience, then he would have to experience the hell that the rest of us have been through. But nevertheless, on the terms of a president, this is his experience. So again, what would he gain from faking catching COVID? Again, an upper hand against the narrative against factuality, against professional advice, against expert advice, against doctors, ophthalmologists, the whole nine yards, because now he has obtained the education he needs. You understand where I'm going with this? Because that little, little speech, I went to the COVID school, was a pitch, because now he's more informed. You understand? He's more informed with the rebuttals he's going to need. He's more informed with what he experienced. So doctors and experts and professionals alike, be damned, Donald Trump has experienced COVID-19. What does he get to gain from that? And having upper hand, reopening the entire country. This is what I think his ploy was, if he was to fake catching COVID. But see, this works in either way. If he actually has or had or whatever, if he actually is infected with COVID, then it's even more gruesome and appalling as a human being to know that he's willing to risk lives of other people, especially tonight after seeing him standing strongly on the balcony of the White House. And that's what uh, was her Kellyanne McCauley, whatever her name is, the press secretary. It was so good seeing our president standing so strongly on the balcony. I don't know how one stands strongly. I suppose you're not leaning or grabbing onto something. I guess. What I'm trying to say is if he faked it or if he didn't, this both works in for his 
campaign against the virus. <clears throat> Let's be honest about it. It works either way for him. It's a win-win. Whether he caught it or he's faking it, it's a win-win. Because now he has leverage against the experts. He can say, well, this worked for me and that worked for me. But here's the problem. I know 40-year-old men, 30-year-old men, who caught this deadly virus and had to fight it for weeks. Including myself. I'm a smoker. I had a much harder time with it than I would like to admit. But because I was a smoker, it was a lot harder on me. So I was looking at six weeks. About two weeks of that six weeks recovering. And when I say recovering, it was going through aches and pains, shortness of breath, weakness, um, not like it was on the onset of it. The onset of it, I was horrible. I was sick. I thought I was going to die. My whole family had it. My wife, my five children, fuck, I think our cat had it. It was tough. And as a 45-year-old smoker, it was really hard on me. I pulled through. But I know people in their 40s and 30s that are not smokers, are very healthy, very athletic, some not so much, but for the most part, a very healthy group of 30 and 40-year-olds that took them three weeks to recover. Now, granted, the President of the United States is getting the top of the line in healthcare. He's getting drugs that only 10 people in the entire world have even had the opportunity to try. I mean, for God's sakes, he's got a doctor for every part of his body. And a nurse, to, and two, two army nurses to wait on. We're talking the best of the best in healthcare working on the President of the United States. So if he's feeling good in four or five days, I'm not surprised. Is he better? No. Drugs hide the symptoms. That's what drugs do. Even ibuprofen. Whatever he was taking, whatever it was, is eventually going to wear off. Eventually, these last five days will be nothing. And as his attending physician said, I'm not going to sigh a breath of relief until next Monday. What we need to do as a nation, really, and when I say nation, I mean what's left of Americans, because we know that people that are supporting Donald Trump, although they call themselves Americans, haven't really been part of America since Donald Trump took office. That's my opinion. I'm sticking with it, whether you like it or not. Because, see, as Americans, we have to come to the conclusion ourselves because Donald Trump has put himself in this position. He has lied so much and has been an, a deceiving factor in most of the political realm from his administration that it's very hard for any American to believe anything that Donald Trump says or does. So as Americans, a lot of us are siding on the side of caution. We don't believe him or we do believe him and he's just a narcissistic, irresponsible fuckwad or however you want to take it. But for a large amount of Americans, a massive amount of Americans, this is all just a political stunt. No matter if he caught it or he's faking it, it's a political stunt. He's using it to his advantage. And again, his advantage is he's educated now. He's capable of understanding COVID. He knows more about COVID than anybody else now. I can hear it now. I know more about COVID than virtually anybody else. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm working on my impersonation of the president. And the closer I get to it, the more disgusted I am. Just being honest. 
I've been working on this for a while. So I, you know, I've come to the conclusion that really, no matter how we look at this, whether he's faking it or it's for real, he's going to work it to his benefit, which is exactly what he's doing. But the problem is, to what extreme is he going to take this? My fear is he's going to come out and say, oh, I beat COVID. I'm a 74-year-old, 330-pound man. It's not really that bad. Reopen the country. I want your kids back at school. I want everybody, blah, 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 blah. This is a stepping stone for him in the direction that he wants to take this country. And whether he has it or not, it doesn't matter. What matters is, is now he has that edge, that leverage, that knowledge, per se, that allows him to make these next steps more easier to take. And he'll have something to back it up. Experience. You know, I, I, I was thinking about Herman Cain, and I had to go and dig up some information on Herman Cain. Because we all know Herman Cain died from catching COVID at a Trump rally. On 624, Herman Cain, Herman Cain attended a Trump rally. On 624. On 7-2, he tested positive. <laughs> On 727, he came out and said that he was feeling much better and getting better. On 730, he died. So June and July, he caught it on the tail end of June and died on the tail end of July. Let's just say, round it up, approximately 36 days, 36 days. Donald Trump's only been infected for, let's just say, hypothetically, five to six days. So we're looking at one week in to his infection. One week in, and he has okay, the best doctors and medical um, professionals working for him to make sure at Walter Reed, because Walter Reed actually is a very good hospital. It actually is. It's, it's, it's famous for having some of the best doctors in the world. And it's famous for some of the things it's done uh, for John McCain, for an example. Um, it's not really about the, we all know it's, it, this is a political stunt. I feel bad for the doctors and nurses that are being exposed to this political stunt. I really am. But at the end of the day, it's really Walter Reed's, the hospital, the administration's fault for allowing all this to happen. If he was to get the doctor sick or the nurses or whatever, anybody or anything, it's irrelevant because he's a selfish prick. So we know he's going to do shit that's going to get people sick anyways. He's already done that. If it's true, and Kellyanne Conway and the rest of these people, the, the, the press secretary and, you know, William Barr, who knows, who cares? These are all the same people for months on end have been fighting the masks, fighting against it. It's a tool of oppression. It's a, a tool of liberals. It's uh, it's communism. <laughs> I mean, it's they've came out with some really crazy shit to try to supplement the idea that you don't need to wear a mask. And it's so ironic <laughs> that these same people who are, you, shouldn't, you don't need a mask. Why are you wearing a mask, man? Your balls don't belong 
in your pants no more with your wife gets your your, your balls now because you're wearing a mask. Your masculinity's gone, man. Gone. Sorry, I was trying to do a redneck. I fucked up that one. But anyways, <clears throat> you know, they, they attacked the, the whole mask wearing thing. You know, we got the president of the United States applauding people for storming capital steps with their AR-15s because they weren't able to get haircuts. We know what happened. I mean, we, I, I'm hoping that the people that are listening into my show have a pretty good idea and have a good memory of everything that's happened in the last few months. So it's, it's, it's ironic that the president happens to catch or not catch this virus. It's ironic that it happens right near the beginning of an election, you know, really close to the election time. And, you know, what, we got 30 days left or whatever it is. We have to be, you know, very, I don't know the words. We need to be smart. We need to be smart right now because this is something that Trump would do to avoid debates, to put pressure on Democrats, to make himself look better, to give him a, an, a, an edge over professionals and, and experts. This is all coming to a head. You know, he wants the vaccine released right before the election, all this stuff. He's he's pushing for this, you know, big, huge thing to happen between now and the election. And him going to the hospital and claiming he has it or didn't have it, having it, not having it, whatever. It doesn't matter. What, what matters is he's faking this. And if he's not faking it, he's going to use it to his advantage. I just think it's it's amazing how quickly people fall in line. How quickly people just conform to a narrative. How people unquestioningly support the president. And right now, at this moment in America, the last thing we need is a bunch of people believing the president. And believing everything he says. And when he says, don't fear COVID, it's a lie. You should be fearing COVID. You know how many hundreds of thousands? We're at 212,000 dead Americans right now. 212,000. Still, not a word from the presidency, not a word from his administration. It's very sad that these people have died, but... America must, you know, remain open. There were people talking about how the stock market went down when he went to the hospital and now rocketed back up that he's came out. He's come out. You know, I I I have to, you know, that that's that has a lot to do with FUD, you know, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. I really don't think the ele- the uh, stock market was having a, a you know a, a Trump moment. I think this was a normal reaction from the stock market when any sitting president all of a sudden becomes ill and then comes out of the hospital. I mean, it happened with Ronald Reagan. I mean, we're not going to go into detail, but let's just be honest about this. This is a scam job. This is a total Trumpish thing to do. Whether he's faking it or he actually caught it, he's going to use it to his advantage. And that's the fucking problem. He's taken a disease, politicized it, energized it, weaponized it. And now he's has full control over it. Because he's experienced it. He caught it. He had it. He knows more than you do. <sighs> this is Danger Close, USA. Angry, pissed off. American Podcast Radio. And your host, your voice of reason during times of treason, the angry one, Jeff Kaufman. I'll be right back.
I need to stop. I've been doing too much. I've been running too fast. I've been testing my luck. I've been living cloud nine. I've been at it all night. I've been feeling so loved. I've been waking up late. I've been making up shit. I've been spilling my guts. I've been feeling so blessed, but stressed all day. So I'm You know, my family's been going through hell with COVID. I can't even begin to tell you how horrible it was to know I brought that home to my family. And then in one day, watch every one of my children come down with the symptoms, literally all together, almost all at once. I don't wish this upon anybody, but I really do hope that the president caught this virus. And I really hope that he's just not as stupid as we all think he is. And that maybe, just maybe, he might get a grasp on what it was must be like for families. But knowing that he's as shallow as a fucking footprint in a fucking muddy field, I have my doubts. I think he's not going to be able to correlate the short amount of time that he was in the hospital with the rest of America and how long they had to fight this virus. It took me three weeks to just be able to walk through my house. I was sick. And I remember the whole entire time being so worried about my children and my wife, especially because she has Crohn's disease and also for colitis and she could have died from this. So, you know, I, I wonder if the president is capable of correlating what he experienced with what the rest of America experiences, because I doubt it because he's only been in a hospital for five days. He had the best medical treatment and the best doctors working on him. So I doubt very much he's going to appreciate what regular average everyday Americans had to go through. Just being honest here. I think you know me now. You should know me by now. If you're tuned into my show, there's two things you can expect. A lot of swearing and cussing and carrying on and a whole shit ton of honesty. Just being honest. I'm not always right, but I'm honest. Big difference. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know. And if you're wondering, where's Metallica? I have my days, feet people. You know my my love for music ranges. Okay, I I can go from fucking albatross to drowning pool. I'm just you know for new listeners, you're not always gonna get Metallica. 
You might get some Nine Inch Nails. Very infrequent. I'm sorry. I There's times, you know, I don't know. I have my days, man. I have my days. But there's times I might listen to this. Turn it up. Don't think that I'm like some shallow music connoisseur. Just because I listen to country. Two days past 18, he was waiting for the bus and his army green sat down in a booth. Cafe there gave his order to a girl with a bow in her hair. And if you think a little shy, so she give him a smile and he said that I listen to stupid shit or new country. I got bad news for you. Well, it's all going to pot. It's all going to pot. Well, whether we like it or not. Whether we like it or not. The best I can tell, the world's, world's gone, gone to hell. We're sure gonna miss it a lot. Follow the whiskey of Lynchburg, Tennessee's just gonna hit the spot. I'm just saying, I listen to everything. Very, very much so. <laughs> but, but my go-to music is always going to be Metallica. I'm sorry. I love every music. I love all music. I love jazz. I love the blues. I love classical. I love everything. I listen to country. I listen to rap. I listen to R&B. I listen to everything. If it's music and it's actually played by actual human beings and it's actually pretty decent, I'll listen to it. The Metallica, it's my anthem. I won't lie. The time is drawing nearer and nearer, closer and closer every day to the point where we can walk into those polling stations in our towns and our cities and cast our vote for a better America. And I, for one, am looking forward to it. And all of Trump's poll watchers and Army for Trump people can kiss my big, white, Caucasian, Native American, German ass. Because I'm going to walk in there and I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. And motherfucker, don't get in my way. Please. I don't weigh 330 pounds and look like a penguin. But I'm a big guy. And if you get in my fucking way while I'm walking into a polling station... I'm just going to tell you I'm going to vote for Trump and I'm going to go vote for Joe because I'm not going to get in a fist fight with a moron. Just kidding. Don't get in my way. It's not a bad... It's not a good idea. So I, I... An update on our job search and an update on our GoFundMe. We have raised $600 on GoFundMe, uh, $250 through Cash App and Venmo, and another $250 from a private donation uh, from a private foundation. 
So we've raised approximately, I think we've totaled out at about 1200 We are one month still behind on rent. I've been on five job interviews. I've put out, I don't know how many goddamn applications, excuse my language, um, at least 12 a day, 10 a day, 20 a day. I don't even know. There was one day when I put almost 30 applications out. I think it was like at 28 and finally said, fuck it. Um, a lot of them were very time consuming. Some of them were just, you know, uploading my resume and writing a cover letter. But I've been job hunting nonstop. I've got an interview scheduled for Thursday at 2.30. I'm looking forward to. And hopefully one for tomorrow in the afternoon. Um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I've been through this before. Uh, no doubt that I've struggled this last two years like crazy. These last two years have been hell on me and my family. A lot of choices we've had to make, a lot of different changes. But we did what we had to do for the betterment of our family and for my mental health. We live in such a redneck, red state. I'm just a little blue dot in a fucking field of red. And I have a hard time working for some of the people here. I'm not going to lie. Some of the biggest racists I ever had worked for and earned a living with, I had to walk away from. I mean, I, I just can't do it no more. I cannot take part in helping operate a business where the terms, the N-word and the S-word and hate and racism is a topic of everyday discussion. I can't walk into an office where everybody there is a Trump-supporting redneck racist. I just can't fucking do it. I can't fucking do it. I feel like I've been playing uh, two sides in this equation. I feel like an undercover fucking blue dot. I got a camouflage hat and a pair of sunglasses that I've worn for the last five years. Camouflage hat and sunglasses, I fit in perfectly into this fucking town. And it's, it's hilarious, but I have to do it because if I dressed up like, you know, I normally wouldn't went to work. People are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, I mean, I, I don't mind wearing the t-shirt and jeans or the flannel shirt or whatever I put on for the day. The clothing is not really what I'm talking about. It's that whole persona, that whole look. So when I started working for the company I was working for that, you know, subsequently allowed me to catch COVID and, and hasn't done a damn thing to help my family. I've got text messages that I've took snapshots of where they were having discussions, the whole office and all the employees and racism just being tossed around like it's fucking candy. And I've, I've took pictures of that, you know, screenshots of it just in case. Cause I didn't take part in those conversations. I just had to pay witness to them. And I thought about that the other day and I'm thinking, you know, I, I still have to work with these people to try to get unemployment. I still have to fucking try to get unemployment from these fucking scumbags. I have to. But if worse comes to worse and it all ends, I promise you I'm going to post every single one of these text messages and conversations between the owners of this business and their employees and their employees and the conversations they had. And I want the world to see what this company was like working for and the type of man that I am, the man that does not practice racism is raising their children, right? Doing everything I'm supposed to do. It's, it's going to be uh, that last proverbial knife in the back for this company, because I don't care if they, I'm sure they'll do fine. It won't affect them. If anything, it'll get them publicity and some more rednecks will hire them to do work. 
but I want it out there so bad I can taste it. I want people to know what kind of fucking people I worked for and worked under and worked with. They call themselves Christians. You realize that? That drives me nuts. Completely fucking nuts. And I, I rag on them. I One day I was in there and I said, you know, I, you know what I was thinking about doing? And they're like, what? You know, I'm like, I'm thinking about buying a, or starting a, a company. And they're like, what? And I said, the Baptist Bottle Buyer Company. They're like, what? I said, you know how you people all take that, that covenant oath not to drink alcohol, but yet you still drink alcohol? I'm going to make it so you guys don't have to go into a liquor store. I'll do the liquor shopping for you. I'll just charge you a nominal fee for delivery. And they're all just looking at me like, I'm like, well, I mean, it, it sure beats having to wave at Methodist when you go into the liquor store. Now you can shop anonymously. Anyways, I'm trying to be funny, but at the same time, the type of people I work with, I hate hypocrites and I hate racism. I hate it. And these are the people I had to work around and be around and spend time with. And the guy that gave me COVID was the biggest fucking moron racist of them all. I literally sat there and had a conversation with him. And he was trying to justify the use of the word nigger. Okay? He was trying to justify it to me. Well, anybody can be a nigger. Look it up in the dictionary. It just means a, a, an uneducated person. An ignorant person. I'm like, yeah, but if you use it when you're talking about black people, it's a racial slang. If you're using it to describe a hardworking white person, that's just a white nigger over there because that's what he said. That's still a racial slang. Just because it says in a dictionary that it means an ignorant person doesn't mean when you use it on a black person, it still means ignorant person. And he's like, oh, yeah, it does. And this guy's supposed to be a diehard Christian. Okay, diehard Christian. He's cheated on his wife. He's probably molested a child. That's the reason why I quit, because he was talking to me one day about this, and I said, this is enough. I've had enough. I almost told him to pull the truck over and got out. And that was my last fucking day with this guy. I mean, it was my last fucking day. I was like, I'm done. Got back to the shop. I said, He said, have a good day. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got my car, went home, and told my wife. My wife's like, quit. Enough. They haven't done anything to help our family. They're refusing to help you with unemployment, and there's no reason why you should work with a fucking pedophile. Quit. It's stressing you out. It's causing stress for this family. Your mental health is at stake. Just fucking quit. Bad move? Maybe. But I have to say, I feel so much better that I don't have to walk into a place and pretend to be happy and put on a happy face and work with a bunch of racist pricks. Just saying. I just think as Americans, we need to be strong, we need to be vigilant, and we need to keep the hope. Stay hopeful. There's so many people out there doubting what's going to happen with this election, doubting and doubting, and they have every right. You have every right as American to be worried about this election. You have every right to be worried about the election. You have every right to be worried about how this election is going to play out. You have every right to worry about how the president is going to handle it. You have every right to worry for your country. But you have to stay strong. You have to stay vigilant. We're set on a course for destiny. We don't know how it's going to play out in the end. We all hope. We all have our, our prayers. We all have our, our dreams and, and, and our desires to get rid of Donald Trump. I know that. I understand that. I'm behind you 150%. 
but we need to be vigilant because there are things that they can do to damage this nation and damage the voting, damage this election. So it has to go to a Supreme Court for a vote. And that is where we're going to lose our democracy. That is where all these MAGA flag flying hat wearing fucks are going to regret the day they decided to support Donald Trump. If they are fine with the Supreme Court ruling over this election, then they are no longer, I'm just saying, they are no longer Americans to me right now. If they are, if they show any form of support for the president, if this goes to the Supreme Court, and if the Supreme Court has to make the ruling, and we lose this election and Donald Trump stays president, then we need we need to be vigilant because shit is going to go down. You have the right side saying that they're going to kill people regardless. You have the left side saying they're going to raise hell regardless. And somewhere in the middle of all of this are the Americans that are reading this and watching this and hearing it and paying attention to it. And we're the ones that are going to have to be the ones that stand up for this nation in the end. Because the bozos and the morons are going to get it on. And all that's going to be left are good Americans. I'm telling you, I'm not saying Antifa is not, I'm not saying Antifa is bad. And I'm not saying all the Proud Boys are bad. Most of them are, but we're not going to get into that. I'm saying we're going to let the clowns and the morons do their thing. The rest of us just need to sit back and stay vigilant because what happens next after November 3rd is going to write the history for this country. And either we're going to stay a democracy or we are going to become a dictatorship. I'm saying that because Donald Trump is using every tool at his disposal to dismantle and reorganize this election. No matter how you look at it, no matter how you look at it or what you think, at the end of the day, if he's doing all of this to get rid of the mail-in ballots and have the Supreme Court rule over this election, then America as we know it is gone. At least while he's in power. And then that's why I say Americans like us are going to have to be the ones that are vigilant because we are going to be the ones that are going to sit back and we are going to have to be vigilant. We're going to have to watch over this country. History is not going to be kind to Donald Trump and history is not going to be kind to those who support him. We all see what's happening in this country. It's not a hoax. It's not a mental disorder. It's not crazy people. It's intelligence versus un, unintelligent. I don't I, I, the intellect versus the dumb ass. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how else to fucking word it. I'm trying to word it here. It's really what it boils down to. We have intelligent people, and then we have sheep. We have people on the left that are extremely intelligent, intellectually sound, and quite capable of deciphering what Donald Trump is doing. And then on the other side, we have the sheep that are just sitting back on, eh, whatever you say, Mr. President, yes. Me wave my flag. I I don't know. I love my country. I love everything about this country. And just like you, I've had enough. I've had enough. That's all it is. I've had enough. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little more music. I know this is not my typical show. I understand that. I, I appreciate you tuning in. I hope I don't disappoint anybody because my show is pretty much disappointing. But I want I wanted to express the way I feel, and I wanted to say a few things, and I wanted to just vent. I'm under a lot of stress doing everything I'm doing for my family, going through all the shit that I'm going through and trying to organize and get things accomplished. It's a tremendous amount of stress. It's, it's really stressful. It's very, been very humbling and scary to be going through this after catching COVID. So I'm doing this show tonight just to vent because I needed to say what I had to say. Did Donald Trump fake this? Does he actually have COVID? I don't know, but what I do know is he's the fucking piece of shit that's going to use it to his advantage, no matter what. He is that type of human being. We're so close to this election. We're so close to solving the problems in this country and getting rid of the biggest fucking fraud that's ever sat in that White House. We're so close. Don't be discouraged, America. Don't be discouraged. Don't let your guard down and don't give up hope. We're going to get through this. We're going to beat that motherfucker. And America is going to be America again. We just got to get there. Don't let him distract you. Don't let this fake illness or real illness, whatever the fuck ever, distract you from the 212 dead, 212,000 dead Americans. Don't let it distract you from the $410 million he owes somebody in his taxes that he has yet to divulge. Don't let it distract you from his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Don't let it distract you from the fact that a 14-year-old girl was raped by him, tried to sue him. Don't let what he's doing distract you, my fellow Americans, from voting, from going out there and casting your vote and getting through this. We will beat it. The right doesn't stand a chance. Millions upon millions of Americans who have never voted before are voting in this election. Millions of Americans who didn't vote last time are voting in this election. Millions of Americans who have had enough of Donald Trump will be lined from the polling booth to fucking another state to vote this motherfucker out. People will be waiting in line for hours to vote this motherfucker out. Don't give up on hope. Don't give up. Don't let his distraction, don't let his media elites, don't let anybody on the right, don't let anybody say anything or do anything to distract you from being who you are in loving this country. I know we're going to get through this, guys. I know it. And we're going to win. We have to win. There's too much on the line. Don't let him distract you. I'm tired. I've had a long day. I appreciate you tuning into my show. I know it sucks and I'm sorry. One day maybe I'll become syndicated or someone will pick me up to do a show or something. Otherwise, I'm just, I am who I am. This is Jeff Kaufman, your voice of reason during times of treason, the angry one. 
I hope you have a great night. I hope you like my show, whatever, share it on your social media, whatever. And if you'd like to donate, go to dangerclose underscore USA on Twitter. That's dangerclose, all one word, underscore USA on Twitter. Come visit me. If you want to help donate to my family, visit me on Twitter. I'll give you our Twitter link or you can find it somewhere in my feed because I've been posting it all fucking day long. And to everybody that's helped me and my family, I really, really appreciate you. And I really, 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 really thank you from the bottom of my heart. And so does my family. It meant a lot to us to know that people care. And no matter if you gave us a, a dime or just gave us well wishes, whatever, hope is invaluable. And that's what you gave us. And that's what I'm trying to give you. Don't give up on hope. We will beat Trump. We have to. God bless America. I hope you tune in again. Have a great night, America. I'm done. I'm out. Peace. So this show might be the worst show I ever had. I've ever done. I can't even talk. You know what? Ah. I don't know. Thanks for tuning in. I'm out of here. I'll try to do a better show tomorrow. Ugh.